It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Oh, well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Oh, my gosh, I'm excited. We're going to be doing a great thing today. We have one of our returning divas that's going to be on our program today, and I'm really excited to have Jean back. But if this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome to you. The Divas That Care is now in its 11th season, and we are listened to in over 30 countries around the world. I am so excited. Um, we have so many amazing guests. Uh, we have so many amazing listeners and people that have been tuning into us for all these years. And I'm just so grateful to each and every one of them that have been able to do that. As I said, today's guest is Jean. Welcome back to the show, Jean. I'm so excited to have you. Candace, hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me back. So, Jean, you have a lot of things that have been taking place in your life, but would you mind reintroducing yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I am Jean Kanakogi, and I wrote this book called Get Up and Fight. It is the story of the mother of women's judo, but not only is she the mother of women's judo who shattered glass ceilings and would not take no for an answer, but she was also my mother. And I learned early on in my childhood not to just accept mere morsels when you want something of equality and something of fairness. So she fought for equality in women's sports. Uh, This woman was an absolute powerhouse who was an ordinary person that changed the world and did extraordinary things. So how do I live up to that? Well, I am a United States federal agent. I'm in federal law enforcement, and I've been in federal law enforcement for just slightly over 23 years. I hold a fifth-degree black belt in judo, and I was a member of the United States judo team, so I fought and represented the country, all of uh, the United States, in so many different countries, which was fantastic. Ah, uh, gosh, what else can I tell you? Well, I have a PhD in psychology, so I volunteer as the director of mental health and peer support for the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. And uh, I also am one of the advisors for a group called Resilient Minds on the Front Lines, which is a fantastic group that really gives you the life skills on resiliency, and we could talk about that. I also work and volunteer as an advisor for Blue Hearts for Heroes that uh, helps law enforcement families with special needs children, so it kind of helps offset their stress. I do some public speaking on uh, resilience and inspiration empowerment, especially women empowerment and finding your own get up and fight. But here's the catch. I took second place in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest in Brooklyn, New York. How about that? Now that's the accomplishment (laughs) I'm most proud of. I love it. Well, I'm just excited to have you back on the program, Jean. Uh, We've had some great calls in the past here. And this month, um, is really special to you. You had a lot of things going on this month. And we're going to be talking about that today because that was one of the main reasons you want to come back this month and to share that with all of our listeners. So I want to let's get dive right into that and share with us some of the things that you've been doing. 
Sure. You know, one of the most challenging things for me is to look inward and to look deep inside and, and get reacquainted with me. Uh, we all go through a lot in life. A lot of people, uh, the majority of people that are not in law enforcement, maybe suffer two or three or even four traumatic incidents in their life. Law enforcement could probably, over a 20-year career, experience about 800 traumatic incidents. And, and I'm in somewhere in between. I, I don't do patrol, and, and that's not been my career, but I've seen enough and been involved with enough trauma uh, through direct and vicarious. But one particular traumatic event, the attacks of September 11th, I've always had a really difficult time, and I still do, uh, dealing, dealing with what happened. Um, I was there. I was digging on the pile for um, at least six to eight months afterwards while it was still on, on fire. Um, I lost a tremendous amount of friends, and, and I continue to through 9-11 uh, related matters such as cancer and suicide. Uh, I see people who have fallen apart, whether they be first responders or just people who are down there. And I'm in the mindset of healing. So how can I heal so many others that I want to as my volunteer position for mental health and uh, using my, my doctorate in psychology? How do I do that without also taking a step outside my comfort zone to heal myself. Because, you know, when you're on the airplane, they always say put your oxygen mask on first so that you can help others. Because if you can't breathe, how the mm -hmm. heck is anybody else going to be able to breathe, right? I mean, so if you think about that. So how do I do this? And I'm challenged. And, of course, uh, you know, just like dodging anything, I'm like, well, you know, I can teach people about this skill set and teach people about how to be resilient. But no, this is time to put on what they say, your big girl pants and step up to the plate. Never done this for 20 years. I felt that I had to speak publicly about my role in the attacks of September 11th, as far as, let me rephrase that, my role in the aftermath of the attacks yep. of September 11th. Because if I couldn't do that, and I knew that my words would be healing, not only to others, but, you know, part of your emotional intelligence, part of your growth is you have to say it in order to slay it. So if you yep. can't say it, if you can't articulate it, then how can you actually help somebody else who's going through the same thing? Uh, so I accepted the, uh, I was solicited and accepted to be the speaker for the town of Hunterdon County, uh, New Jersey. And I spoke, uh, the sheriff was, was kind enough to invite me and I spoke and addressed the crowd. And I'm quoted in, in telling people that we are stronger together and that we have to heal. Uh, one of the things that I, I highlighted is that we saw ordinary people choose duty in the face of death, that responders from our county and from all other counties and all other places ran into these buildings as they were collapsing. Dangerous debris was everywhere. But we saw ordinary people choose self-sacrifice for the good of strangers, like, like the passengers over Pennsylvania. Uh, to not allow the hijackers to, see, to succeed. And then I highlighted one of the things that we need to remember is not 
as much as who we became on September 12th. That's what we have to embrace. We know what happened. We will never forget. I mean, if you're a human being with a brain, you will never forget what happened. But people tend to forget who you became on September 12th of 2001. It's so easy to go back to the negative, to think about the horrible attacks, the loss, the devastation, the anger, the hatred. But think about for a second, every listener, please take a moment, because you all know where you were on September 11th. There's not one human being that cannot recall. However, think about who you were on September 12th. And if we can embrace who we were on September 12th, then the world can start shifting their focus and it could it let go of the anger, let go of the hatred, and really embrace this cohesiveness that promotes being stronger together. Because you know what? These attacks intended to break our spirit. But you know what we did as, as a country, as a whole country, all differences aside, we put everything aside and we actually emerged stronger together and more unified. And, and I can attest to this. I was driving down the West Side Highway in Manhattan, passing the temporary morgues. People were lined up at the curb, waving American flags, handing us water, yelling, I love you, yelling, thank you. So a country filled with humanity and empathy can only fight against any type of divisiveness that that tends to be in the current news media, like every day highlighting it. You know, I was there digging with my bare hands on a pile looking for people that I didn't know. And I talked about one of the most difficult things was the night terrors that I experienced still 20 years to this day. Um, I see, I think the the hardest thing that I've ever seen, and um, I'm sure there there are some listeners that can identify with this, is the anguish on people's faces with absolute hope, holding on to the picture of their loved one, looking at you, asking, have you seen this person? And knowing that whatever debris you were going through, whatever you were sifting through, there is a possibility that you were sifting through their remains. And it just, it, it kills you inside and, and it traumatizes you and re-traumatizes you. So the way to get through this really is through resilience and, and living a resilient lifestyle. Uh, one of the things that I talked about was um, earlier, we talked about resilient minds on the front line. And this group is phenomenal because they give you tools how to not go down that negative spiral, how to catch yourself catching yourself and making, making yourself take a pause when you want to react to something, promoting uh, the positive psychology of gratitude and kindness, uh, promoting random acts of kindness. And that's what we saw a lot on that. September 12th forward. Random acts of kindness, doing something to as small as holding the door and telling somebody have a great day because sometimes that might be the only thing that that person receives so these types of things that these resiliency skills are really one of the only ways to heal your everyday life now of course there's therapy and there's also all types of modalities and if, and and i encourage people if you feel that you can benefit 
please, uh, it's okay to not be okay. You know, it's not permanent. It's temporary. So the way society is now, are we post-pandemic? Are we still in the pandemic? Which end is up? And if anybody scuba dives, you, you have to follow your bubbles up. But we don't even know where our bubbles are any longer because do we get a booster? Do we, right? Do we get a booster? Do we not get a booster? Do we get a flu shot? Is the flu shot going to give us shingles? I mean, like all of this misinformation that's all over the place, where is where, where do our feet go? Because in order to find where you're supposed to go, you kind of have to ground a little bit. And by grounding, I mean practicing some mindfulness, putting your feet down, doing some mindful meditations, and really knowing that you're there. Because now, once you're grounded, you can start finding your direction. You can reach in and find your get up and fight. You can also start defining your purpose. Because people, believe it or not, need a purpose. They need to yes. know which, which way they're going. Without, without a purpose, it's, it's fundamental. Without a purpose, without that confirmation of where am I going, they're lost. Uh, you know, finding your way, it helps to find your purpose. And that truly empowers people. And we see that over people. and over again, don't we? We do, we do. It's almost like people are kind of wafting around and, and they're floating because they're not knowing which way to go. So by, by grounding yourself, by looking inside, you need to find your get up and fight. You need to find your purpose. This really is one of the most fundamental human needs. And by nature, we always are seeking meaning and validation because really in the grand scheme of things, that's how we find our place. Jeannie, I'm going to ask you, for people that are probably listening to this and they're like, but how do you do that? You know, like they're, they're overwhelmed. You know, you, you're, you're talking, you, you're talking about something that is absolutely extraordinary. And I, and it's, it is probably a lot of our listeners are thinking that too. This is something that they can't even imagine what you've gone through and how, you've dealt with different things and how you were able to do what you've done so far. How can our listeners that? How can they figure that out? How can they get up there and get that, get up and fight feeling so that they, they can move on? Because I think in the last 18 months, you know, we've, we've kind of, you just mentioned that there's been a lot going on. A lot of people are, have been lost. You know, they can't find those bubbles. They don't know what to do. Do you have any suggestions for them? I do. The first suggestion I have is be kind to yourself. Think about this. When you, if, if you're moving about and you have a can of soda on the table and you hit it with your elbow and it drops to the floor, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth that you say to yourself? And don't say those words on radio. Exactly. How about this? Would you say that to your very best friend who did the same thing or, or your mom who did the same thing? No. So, Take a minute and be kind to yourself. Stop with, with beating yourself up and holding yourself to such a high standard of perfection. Do you know in Japan, we or in the Japanese, one of the Japanese philosophy, we have something called kintsugi. And I'm sure some of it, some listeners know it's either kintsugi or kintsukori. And it's the Japanese art of putting broken pottery pieces back together with gold built on the idea that embracing your flaws 
and imperfections, you can actually create something more stronger and beautiful. So that's the first suggestion I have is be kind to yourself and know that we all are broken in one way or another. Some people mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm broken, and then they start manifesting saying, well, I'm not good enough. But not good enough for what? Give yourself a break because every break in whatever is broken is unique. And instead of repairing something like new and and going for perfection, think about this 400-year-old technique that highlights the scars as part of the design. So, you know, using that metaphor for healing ourselves teaches us an important lesson that sometimes in the process of repairing these things that are broken, we actually create something more unique, more beautiful, and more resilient. Think about who you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Think about that bad relationship that you got out of a long time ago and who you are today. So hold yourself, hold your head high. I'd also suggest that listeners to help themselves find which way their bubbles are going. Stop focusing on the negative. Focus on the positive. If 20 things go wrong in one day, but one thing goes right, Say, wow, I'm really glad this went right. Write down, and I, and I mean write down, not just in your head, three things you're grateful for each day. And do it for 21 days because that's about the time that it takes to break a habit. 21 days, three things you're grateful for. You know what? Read them. Do them with your partner. Do them with, with your children and share them at the end of each day. And don't do them to appease somebody. Do them because you're truly grateful. And they could be little things like I'm grateful that I had a delicious peanut butter sandwich or I'm grateful that I, I found the perfect set of grapes in the supermarket. You see, I use food all the time because I'm just, I just love food. But <laughs> the, the, these are things, uh, ergo hot dogs, um, these are things that will really help Find your bubbles, find your balance, find your way. And the next time we speak, we can also, we could talk about a philosophy called Ikigai, which is finding your way. I know most people watch uh, Mandalorian and he's always saying, this is the way. Well, stick mm-hmm. with me and, and we'll help you find your way. Oh my gosh. I love it. You know, and I, you know, I just appreciate you just sharing about the gratitude journal because I've always been a big uh, promoter about that and, is we need to focus on the good because we are overwhelmed. But if we can be grateful for the little things, then it just makes it all worthwhile. Uh, And finding those great journals, and you don't even have to. A lot of people think, oh, I need to get this journal in order to do that. You don't. You can just get a a book from the dollar store and start writing things down, and it it makes the world a difference. Yep. Even the the notes section in your smartphone. Love it. This has been so much... This has been so much fun. I am just so thankful today that you've shared your experience on on speaking um, about 9-11. I, I think that's just absolutely extraordinary. If moving forward, is that something you're going to be doing a lot more of? I will be doing a lot more of speaking, inspir- inspirational speaking, empowerment speaking, speaking on women, women's issues, and really go, uh, talking about stress management, lifestyle management, and, and that it's okay to be vulnerable because we all have to heal. And I think the world is seriously in need of healing and direction, and I'm here to help people find their get up and fight through webinars, through speaking. And last time you mentioned YouTube, so I'm, gonna, I'm starting to work on a YouTube channel for short videos. 
I love that. I think that's really important. All right, Jean, how can our listeners get your book, and how can they check out uh, the whole website they can go and check out? They can get up the book. Uh, they can get the book at www.rustykanakogi.com, and getting that book, you can actually have me sign it for you. So that is uh, the easiest way. Of course, it's on it's on Amazon, but I can't sign it from Amazon, but I can sign it from our website. And to get a hold of me, very simple, Jean at rustykanakogi.com. Oh, thank you so much. And for all of our listeners, we did post her book in our bookstore on the Divas That Care. So make sure that you check that out too because we want to support her in any way we can. Jean, I love having you on my program. I think that you're one of the most inspiring women I've ever had the chance to interview. And please come back on, share more stuff with us. If you've got some workshops that you're going to be doing and any other things, please let us know because we want to share it with all of our listeners. Absolutely will. Thank you everybody for listening to me and Candice, a big hug to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And a huge shout out to everybody else out there and make sure that you do something kind today. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.